Welcome everyone to the Rookie Contract. I'm Kate Norum here with another episode. We have Mary Edmund here today. Um, Mary, so just give us a little rundown. What uh, what you been up to lately? Uh, so currently, I am the corporate fulfillment specialist, which is really just a fancy word for partnership activation for uh, the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks, so the San Jose Barracuda. Um, which is exciting. It's the first time this team has had a front office staff. So previously everything kind of fell into the shark world, but with that, there was no partners that were Barracuda partners, no ticket sales. I mean, it was really just our radio broadcaster and that was it. Um, oh, wow. So this is the first season we're going in with a full squad, new arena. So everything is fresh and new, and we're just trying to make our mark in San Jose, which is already challenging enough because it's the Bay and there's like a million things to do. Um, but we're trying to oh find our own little space in this world. So it's been it's been fun. I think you know we're a young team of like everyone's pretty fresh in the sports industry. Um, there's a few of us that have you know worked our years at it, but it's definitely a cool adventure. Who thought I'd be opening a new arena in October of next year? So. Oh my god! Not a lot happening, honestly. What There's a no freaking thing like start to a, a journey in in the AHL, yeah. a whole yeah. new arena. No, wow, that's that's amazing. So, kind of like going off of that, how did you even get started in AHL and and kind of doing what you do with with uh, Barracuda? How did that all even happen for you? <laughs> Being, yeah, so it's kind being of like a tennis way. player coming yeah. into that. Like yeah, what? It's a long, it's a There's long a lot. track. Yeah, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it kind of just happened. So yeah, I'm college tennis player. So fell into sports kind of accidentally, which I feel like a lot of people say, right? Like it's just it just happened, but it really did. I was like graduating college, no idea where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Wanted to do event planning, but anytime you look oh. up event planning jobs on LinkedIn. Like the jobs you get are you go to like a Sam's Club, set up a stand, and that's what oh they call gosh. like event management. So I was kind of like, this is a joke. So You're like, I'm not no clue what I was this. Like, yeah, no, not trying to be. And it's like a pyramid scheme, right? They're like, oh, <laughs> in six months you'll move and you'll make right. six figures. And I was like, that's pretty great. soon you'll be selling knives or that like smoothie stuff. <laughs> exactly. So that's every job I interviewed for. Like that was the role, and oh I was like, gosh. this doesn't make any sense. This is not. I had no interest in that. I didn't care about the money. Mm -hmm. Um, But going to school in Colorado Springs, we were right down the road from the USOPC and found out they had a few internships um, for graduates from Colorado College and Mm. applied Um, on a whim. It was like February, had no job, no plan for graduation and was just like, why not? There was one in diversity and inclusion and I, I was a social major. So it just made a lot of sense. Um, to me, maybe not to mm-hmm. everyone, but it made sense to me. And so applied, uh, went through the process, uh, was lucky enough to get it and honestly haven't left sports since. Wow. Um, stayed there for, I think about nine months, but heading into going into the Rio games, things mm-hmm. kind of stopped. They don't hire. And I was on a year mm-hmm. contract. And so it was kind of like pack oh, up and gosh. figure it out. And so I did and went back to tennis. Uh, because that's what I know and that's mm-hmm. what my background was. So moved to Arizona, worked for the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. So college coaches, membership stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. I got to do a lot of tournament stuff. So like my oh. passion, you know, being tennis, it worked. It worked really right. well, fit who I was. Um, but then you discover when it's your hobby 
It's your job. <laughs> it's your friend group. Yeah. Not as fun anymore. Not as fun. No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. I was starting to resent the sport that I like oh, fell in love with and spend my entire life because it was every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just decided this didn't make sense anymore and mm-hmm. wanted to go to business school and seemed like great time to do so. So applied, oh, went to the U of O in 2018 to get my master's in business and sports mm-hmm. um, while they're interned for the National Preds. And there begins the hockey story. Wow. Um, I fell go. in love with it. Yeah, kind of fell in love with it, interning in their CR department for the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, I mean, Colorado College is a hockey school, so went to games, but never been into it. Like, you wow. know, you go because it's our version of football. We didn't have football. Right. Um, but working in it, I, I don't know. There's something about it. It's a fast paced game. Okay. It's a, you know, I, it's fun. The players are really nice. And so just kind of fell into it. Uh, and then, you know, graduated in the pandemic. So jobs weren't happening. 2020 was a rough time. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, you know, kind of had to put a lot of dreams on hold. Uh, took a job at Genesco Sports Enterprises, um, mm-hmm. doing agency work. Didn't okay. love that too much. It just didn't fit me. Um, but then the sharks were hiring. Okay. Um, and it's kind of weird. Like I, you know, no mm-hmm. one gets their job traditional way in sports. So I interviewed for a sharks partnership job. Went yeah. through the entire thing, um, didn't get it, in, like made it to the last round, didn't end up getting it. But when, you know, they turned me down, they also sent along, hey, we're hiring for our Barracuda. Mm. This role is the exact same. Are you interested? And at first I was like, minor league, no way. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, minor yeah. league can't pay me to live in San Jose. Like, there's right. no, no, like everyone's dream. Major leagues, it makes sense. And yeah. um, they were like, no, you should like talk to them, figure it out. And yeah, like think about it. And so talk to the hiring manager who's now my boss and she is one badass woman. Um, oh she's so cool. Um, she's been, you know, around the league. She's done minor leagues for years, but also has done, you know, work with the jets and done the major league stuff too. So she kind of gets, you know, those feelings that everyone has about majors versus minors. Um, mm. So talk to her and was hooked. Um, literally, oh I think like a week later they offered a job and I was like, all right, going to San Jose. So oh, wow. Yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind adventure. Very so you've been like up way. and down the West Coast with yeah. like yeah. obviously like mixing in Colorado. Yeah, so, like now when people are like, <laughs> "Where are you from?" I'm like, "The West Coast." Like you know, like you give the vibes off. West yeah, Coast, like, <laughs> straight up. Like honestly, covered it. most states. Grew up in Boulder. Parents moved to NorCal in high school. Now they live okay. in Orange County. So like literally Whoa. been all over the west coast so yeah that question of where are you from is never a simple one to answer oh I'm like God. where have i not lived in the west coast is really the question right would you ever go to the east coast i know debated topic i know Ooh. um my brother's in dc and absolutely loves it okay uh, to be fair he went to georgetown so like he oh there got you go in and co- yeah i got sucked in, in college um i don't think so i mm. think i'm a west coast you're like west coast gal all the way yeah, like it's kind of like a Seattle or California Ooh. or Colorado for me for the future. Like That's it. kind of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good there, play. but you know, my brother's out east, so it's like it's. I'll always have to go there. Like you know, you'll always, see him. you always have yeah. a plane or some yeah. way to get there, but it's like I'm good over here. You know yeah, what? Exactly. And that's that's good. Okay, it's good to kind of have that mix yeah. in in your I think life. My parents appreciate my answer of like, okay, at least one kid will stay close to us. 
Like, this is yeah, like all, all parents like that. Yeah. We, yeah. we love that. Um, well, that's good. It's good to kind of have these, these balances in our lives to kind of like help us to grow. And like, like you said, like you've been in Colorado, you've been in Arizona, you've been Oregon. Like, I love that. I feel like you just need to be able to get out of your comfort zone and like 100%. Like even going to business school, like what are the vibes? Like how does one just make the decision? Like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get this MBA. <laughs> um, honestly, it was always the plan. My dad was got his. Oh. Yeah. So my dad got his and I always mm-hmm. felt like that was something I wanted to do. Um, I don't think I really recommend doing it young, especially with business school. Like I think, yeah. you know, business school is one of those things you want to have work experience before you go into it. I think mm-hmm. it really helps your education. Um, so I think I was on the younger side, but I think again, in sports, that's also tends to be normal. Like our class really did range from like fresh out of college to 35. So we had a huge range of people. Um, but I went to business school, I think to understand the other aspects of business, you know, sports Mm. is something, if you're passionate about it, you can learn it and you can work in the industry. I truly believe that it's not Mm. always about the hard skills. It's really who, you know, and how you do your job. But like, that's not something that school is necessarily going to teach you. Um, but I love taking my sports classes. It's what I'm good at. So like, that was great. But I also went to take the corporate finance class or our mm. sustainability classes and accounting, like really push myself. The hard my, stuff. Yeah, right. the hard stuff that I probably still couldn't tell you how to do now. Oh but gosh. I think it was. As she says with like her full on. MBA right here. Um, no, that's, yeah. that's amazing to be able but to kind of like, it's cool. Stick it out. Yeah. And then you get the three letters. I got lifelong friends from it. Um, you know, and also for me going to a small D3 school, mm-hmm. I didn't get that football, basketball experience. Right. And I think if you're going to be in sports, you need that experience. You need to understand how a major athletic program mm-hmm. functions and how the revenue is brought in and what partnerships look like, right? Like everything, mm-hmm. it's basically a major team on a college campus. And so I thought for myself, like the PAC 12 is obviously iconic, especially if you're from the West coast, Oregon, the Nike relationship, like all of that helps you understand the industry even more. Mm. Um, plus I got to intern with women in flight. And so really help grow women's sports at Oregon and raise money for it. So like toss in a little bit of something for myself, like it worked out really well. Um, even, you know, even graduating amongst, you know, a pandemic, like I wouldn't have changed when I went to school and what I did with it, even though, you know, we didn't graduate in person. We didn't get our last spring term in person. Like I wouldn't go back and do it differently. Like I think I'm incredibly grateful for the experience and the people Mm -hmm. and the relationships I made from it. Um, My friends all have really dope jobs in cool places. And so it's like keeping that network alive is really fun. That's amazing. It's good to kind of like look at it in a good light rather than like there's other people that I, I talked to that also graduated during the pandemic. I also graduated during the pandemic. I don't know what I'm like saying, but it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like, yeah, you know, get that connection with the other people that you were graduating with. Um, and also like you're mentioning like finding a job, um, throughout the pandemic, like it's hard and it's still, it's kind of hard. Like, I think you mentioned earlier, like it's the network of 
the people you know. It's the people you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like more of like how to understand that that role. How has that been for you, kind of like navigating through the pandemic, through this whole whirlwind, and kind of making your mark in this this industry? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was rough. I think it was rough for anyone in this industry to just like, mm-hmm. you know, especially for anyone graduating, like we were full on job interviewing and everything. I had almost an offer on the table and then world shuts down. People oh start gosh. ghosting you left and life. And then the big thing is your network that you built. Well, suddenly people are furloughed or changing careers because they, you know, jobs are getting cut left and right. Mm-hmm. So suddenly like that network that you've worked for two years to build is like dwindling down. You don't want to reach out to people because they're just struggling to keep their jobs themselves. So it's like this changing atmosphere of everything you learned in school is like thrown out the window. Like you no longer know how to network or do the things that you to get that job because you don't know when the industry is coming back. You don't know where people are going to end up. Um, But, you know, I took a job at Orange Theory. um, One, because my friend, you know, a good friend is the studio manager in town. Mm -hmm. Um, Orange County really didn't shut down during COVID. So like (laughs) we were still going to the gym. And so I could get a paycheck coming in. You know, I was living with my parents, which is really not Mm -hmm. that bad. I, I honestly was surprised. I didn't mind it too much. And was able to go and get a job, get a little money, and then mm-hmm. also kind of learn sales, um, which, yeah. you know, everyone tells you in sports, you should try sales out at least once. I and how was it? Every, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I am not a salesperson. Oh, my God. I could never do it. It's the absolute it's, worst, but I have so, so much respect for now, like, sitting in the ticket sales and service section of the Sharks office. Like yeah. I have so much respect for those people like on the phones trying to get people to buy tickets because, you know, trying to get people to go to the gym during the pandemic seems like it's so wrong. And yet <laughs> we had the calls we had to hit you on the commission. And so it was I always really wondered like how that experience. like happens. Cause, um, yeah, no, you mentioned the orange theory thing. And I think I find that so fascinating because like they're the people that work there. I give them so much credit because they are always they're always calling and i'm like if i had the amount of like initiative to do that every day like that's the type of motivation that i need to like get myself out there because like dang like that's that's hard like constantly calling someone and then they're not picking up yeah (laughs) amount of voicemails i got really good at leaving voicemails oh my god yeah just like during a pandemic like you get yelled at on the phone all the time from people being like, it's the middle of a pandemic. Oh How could gosh. you expect people yeah. coming into the gym? Like, this is illegal. Gyms are supposed to be shut down. And so <laughs> I think it was kind of like this unique time to try to do sales and yeah. learn about it. I will never do it again. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I did it just for the experience. You know, I didn't you know do what? the inside sales track that a lot of people go through. You know, you mm-hmm. go the inside sales to AE and move your way into a sports organization. I didn't right. follow that path. But it does, you know, doing a little bit of sales for six months really made me understand what it's like to do inside sales and so much more respect for everyone that goes that track. Um, cause it is so common and it is such an important thing. Um, but it also helps, you know, you understand how businesses run, how revenue is made for teams. Like the ticket sales is such an important part of team foundation. And so if you don't understand how hard that is, I don't think you respect what AEs and inside sales, you know, what they do. Um, 
So it was, you know, pandemic aside, like it was a great learning experience. And, you know, I came out of it. I ended up getting a job at an agency through a connection. And so that was great. And then ended up here. Um, I think, you know, everyone says it's cliche, but things have happened for a reason. Yes, the pandemic sucks. Took two years of everyone's lives and affected everyone, but like kind of had to make the most of it. Everyone was going through crap, right? Like that's true. Four people losing their jobs left and right. Mm-hmm. Everyone lost prom, graduation, all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. hey, I ended up with this job in sports. You know, I have friends who changed careers who did two years of sports business MBA and now no longer work in sports because they couldn't sit and wait for the industry to come back. They had bills to pay right. and now, mm-hmm. you know, they do something else. So, at least I ended up where I wanted to be doing what I wanted to do. It took a little bit longer, but hey, like, so did it, it probably did for everyone else too. Honestly, Mary, that is like a, the best way that I've heard someone like explain it is like, you just gotta enjoy, enjoy the ride in front of you because you don't know if it's gonna get any, any better, any worse. Like, you just gotta enjoy it. Because no one, no one could have predicted a full on shutdown of sports. Yeah. Like no one right? could have predicted that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what are we going to do? Sit here and complain about it or just right. move on with our, right? Like it's the same thing. Like, are we going to sit and shut our doors and stay inside? Or are we you just going to say go like, out, what are we going to do? Possibly get COVID and just say, all right, cool. I'll shut my life down for 10 days and then we're back at it. Like, right. It's just kind of like, this is the way the world is and life goes on and you get back on track and you figure it out. And that's, I think that's like the beauty of people, especially in the, the sports industry. Um, it's so they're like so resilient um, to just whatever, what, like whatever comes our way in this industry is just like making, making the most of it. Even yeah. despite this, this pandemic, like it, yeah. it even just like furthered, like how, how we're supposed to do things. Um, and I think that's like the beauty of it all is just like taking it day by day, whether there's a, a guy just like with, with the COVID and not knowing he has COVID and making everyone else get COVID and the whole organization. And then, and then yeah. it turns into a whole widespread thing and it's like, okay, but it's like, gotta, gotta roll with the punches. And I know it's very cliche, but it's like, I think that's like made this industry even better, but yeah. it's still, still very, still very hard, but it's like, okay, that makes it a lot easier to kind of like get through to people. Cause I've noticed like even during, um, sort of the pan- pandemic, the downside of like not no sports was more people were more available in like these, mm-hmm. you know, positions, these, these higher level positions than were before. Um, and I found that really fascinating. It's like all these virtual uh, conferences and stuff. And I'm like, so were you able to kind of like utilize that when the pandemic was like first rolling out? I mean, I yeah. It's like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, yeah. yeah I, you know, I think the blessing was like, I kept my woman in flight internship, like even though I had graduated since mm-hmm. the new class, you know, was coming in virtual things were kind we had to like, divert our entire plan for all these in-person things we had to kind of switch to virtual so you know I was able to keep my internship because everything had gone virtual so I was able to do it from home and kind of Mm. extend it through the summer to kind of keep working on stuff there um you know the ESPNW summit like they made that virtual so yeah I think there are a lot of incredible experiences that you don't normally get to attend 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the fact that things have really gone hybrid in sports is huge, right? Like the fact mm-hmm. that now, you know, once, twice, three times a week, I can text my boss and be like, Hey, I'm going to work from home today. Do you mind? And it's like, yeah, no problem. Like in sports, especially because especially in hockey, right? Like mm-hmm. October to March, we're in season. You're not it's really non-stop. working from home, right? Like you can't work from home on a game day. And so it's enjoying the summer as much as you can while getting your shit done. Like, mm-hmm. But balance, I mean, work-life balance is such a fake thing. It's work-life integration, but, like, balancing, like, how much you really need to be in the office with how much you just need a second at home and Mm -hmm. finding that. And I think for sports, that was huge to discover, oh, wait, our employees can do work from home. Like, this is great. And they're doing fine. And um, things still progress. You know, the world, you know, sports doesn't stop because we're not in the office. And so I think in that way, like the pandemic has been a huge blessing for the industry because it just taught everyone like we're capable of more than nine to five in a desk in the office every day. Um, so for that, I'm super grateful because I do love the one to two days a week that I get to spend at home. You know what? You're so right. Like I didn't even realize that before, but yeah, like I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like always 24 seven in the building and mm-hmm. and then you're like we don't need to be like we can be yeah. like obviously like work remote and there's just so many things like yeah the pandemic has obviously made it like a lot easier in that respect but then yeah. again like i feel like remote has made it like they they want to use your time just as much as they did yeah. before which can yeah. kind of be like not as not as helpful um but it's it's kind of like you mentioned like the work-life balance. How is that like kind of all come into play for you? Um, kind of working with Barracuda, how has that kind of helped you manage your work-life balance? How have you kind of taken that all? In, yeah, into I think play? something I'm not good at. Um, unfortunately, I think you know working with a smaller team, it's always going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no such thing as nine to five. You know, I get messages at seven or eight in the morning, or seven to eight or night, and you know, I try really hard to kind of shut it down when I get home. And th- if things are pri- like important, I'll look at them, or a team's message comes in or something, I'll look at it. Um, so I try my best, but it's tough also just because I'm working with partners all day, and so if I really need an answer from them, like if they're responding to my email, like I'm going to shoot them an email right then and there because I know they're working and I want to be like on their schedule. Um, You know, I think for me, it's nice. Like my boyfriend lives in Orange County. And so we take, you know, trips to see each other. And then that's the time that I really am kind of shutting it down because Mm -hmm. we don't get to see each other every day because we don't live close to each other at all. And so it's important for us to get the quality time together in the summer, I'm getting to spend a lot of weekends in Lake Tahoe and just kind of go up there and like check out. And so I do really well in the off season, you know, keeping more of a strict schedule during season, especially next year, opening this new arena and what that looks like. I have no idea. It's kind of going in very, very blind. Um, and it's a little terrifying, but like, so then it's probably not going to be a great balance. Um, but that's (laughs) kind of what comes with this industry. I think, you know, the perk of it is going to be at the end of it all on my resume. It's going to say like opened a brand new arena, got all the signage in there. Everything went well, but for now it's just like freaking out every time I walk into that building and I see it under construction and empty and knowing I'm going to have to be like putting all the partner signage, like 
getting it all sold. You're going to be somewhat behind this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if it looks bad, it's on me. And so I just kind of sit there. Like today I did a tour of it. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, there's still so much. Oh my God. You know, every you time someone was like, well, what about that? Is that sold? Yeah. We literally have to wear a hard hat and like the construction vest because it's an active construction site. Did her go. Um, yeah, I know. It's really cool because, like, every time we do a tour, like, so much has changed. Like, they're really cranking through the arena. Oh like, God. the Jumbotron is going up. Um, they're actually building two rinks at one time. Um, one is just, like, another practice rink for, like, oh the public. Gosh. And then one is our, like, You're, like, really arena. selling it for me. Now I need to go up to San Jose. Okay. It's going to be, honestly, it's going to be really cool. I think. You know, they've done she a good said job. she wasn't in sales. All right. I know. Well, funny <laughs> enough, I kind of have to be right now. We um we lost our corporate sales person. And so I am a corporate department of me and my boss, Sukbuto, who also oversees ticket sales and service. So it's like corporate is kind of out here. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I we have an intern and he was shadowing him to me today and he was like I like, tried to like explain my job to him and show him all the things I do and he was like you're basically the glue. Like oh my God. most things you touch. And I was like, sure, we'll go with that. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know if you're not, you know, if you're not in activation, I don't know that it's easy <laughs> to understand. And I don't know that it's I a new world until I did it. Yeah. yeah like I'm, I'm on the so other new. side of the spectrum. I'm in the journalism, the reporting that media area. Yeah. So we're on the yeah. different side, but th- it's definitely interesting to kind of learn more about these other areas of sports yeah. because I feel like not a lot of people understand about the partnership side because that is, that is such a vital area that mm-hmm. it kind of ties it all together as well. It's like, that's yeah. how you're, that's how you're getting people in the sands. That's how you're getting, you know, your sponsors and all these other vital parts to you know the team and and that's yeah. such a, a crucial thing that I don't think a lot of people realize which you know hopefully people listening and they'll be like oh my god I didn't even know that was a thing you're like there yeah you go. well and I think right like so many people you come into sports you're like oh well like I just want to do creative or I want to do marketing or I want to do ticket sales right like there's right. all these paths that you paths that you think are it but there's so many other departments and so much like within an organization that you need to take the time to kind of like get to know them. You know, my, my boyfriend is a graphic, well, he's the director of social media and content at UC Irvine athletics. And so we really cover the spectrum. Like he's doing social and graphics and webs, you know, like he's doing all that stuff. Talk and about I'm over here like a well-rounded. Yeah. He's in college. Right I'm in pro sports. Like it's kind of this cool, you know, we get to kind of bounce ideas That's off good. each other and we're in the same industry, which is nice. Cause like, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know how to date anyone not in this industry. Cause all I think about is sports and oh I watch gosh. it. I live it. I breathe it. That's, so it's kind of like, That's this so is everything. interesting. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> full full disclosure yeah i had to actually break up with someone because they didn't understand the full capacity of sports and right like schedules like and everything yeah I'm like i mean that's the thing that's right? how it like is we, yeah we love to try to see each other once a month but there are months that that's just not going to happen because both right. of our busy times are september through may so mm-hmm. we understand like the sacrifices that we've both made to do this um and what it takes to do this and it's 
a special person, you know, it takes a special type of person to do sports. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for the average person. It's not for those who just like to watch it. Like you have right. to love it. You have to love you have the to business be of it. So passionate. You have to be a crazy this. person to be honest, but like, here we are. So Look at this. <laughs> I know. you know what? And I'll let, and I don't want to leave. Like I love the crazy. Um, Bring it I on. love the stress. Yeah. Like I love the stress of it. I love the unknown. Um, I always like to joke, like with my friends, like I am so unflexible in my personal life. Like I like to plan, so unflexible. plan because I can't, yeah. Cause like work is so flexible, right? Like you don't know right. what you're stepping into the next day that like my right. personal life needs to be like structured because I already like have too much unstructured, like in my mm-hmm. professional life. And so it's just kind of like figuring that out. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I still have it mastered. I don't know if I ever will Honestly. have it mastered. I would be so impressed if you mastered it because <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do that. Like it's no. it's so hard. Like I don't I don't have any structure in my personal life aside yeah. from like, you know, when it's like when you meet up for friends like that you haven't seen in a while. Like will you ever see them? Probably not. It'll be like months down the line and you're like, "Okay, it's like you have to make it like six months in advance to actually yep. like hang out." So it's like it's good to kind of have structure but also like be be flexible to whatever so yeah it's like you gotta just be ready you gotta go with it yeah or go with it go with it throw your hands up in the sometimes and just say well, whatever i don't yeah like whatever it's happens. just yeah that's kind of the world we live in <laughs> exactly it's built us for this it's good and it's bad uh but it's also it's that's it's, it's what it's what this industry is all about and we're all yep. about like learning and being ready for what where the ever the wind takes us so exactly honestly um kind of like on that note and kind of like to tie this whole thing together where would you want to see your legacy in the way way distant future where where do you see your legacy going Ooh, um, personal, professional, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think professionally, like, obviously the dream is the major leagues. That's That will be where I end up one day. Um, okay. I'm still debating, like, I love doing CR stuff and community stuff, but I also feel like I've found my niche in partnership, and so kind of want to see where that takes me um, mm-hmm. and how high that could take me. Um, but I also feel like, and this is, again, cliche, but I do feel like part of what I want to do is be a mentor and a resource to women in sports. Um, I think a lot of women say that, but you know, I think it's really important for those of us that have made it in this industry who've had a weirder path to get there or whatever, like tell our story, but also just be a contact for anyone. Like I'm always, I love having conversation with, you know, women in college or women MBA programs, you know, trying to figure it out. Cause I think when I did it, you know, I didn't have women coaches in tennis. Most of mine were men. I didn't have a woman mentor for a long time. Um, and I think I'm still kind of developing those relationships. And this is really, you know, I've had some really great bosses, but my boss right now, like she's by far the most inspiring boss and mentor that I've had. And like all about pushing me to be my best, but also like rewarding me when I do well. Um, and coming down on me when things are not done right, right? Like she balances all of that. Um, so I definitely like want to be that kind of figure in people's lives. Like as I move up and become like a boss, like you want to, 
you want to like one thing about our staff that's great is like we are very diverse like we are split 50 mm-hmm. 50 in gender um mm-hmm. i think we have a little bit more work to do on the race and ethnic portion mm-hmm. but welcome to hockey so do most hockey teams right um but in the gender like department they've worked really hard on that um both mm-hmm. of our you know lead department heads are both women and so i think that's the legacy I hope to lead is to really move up in an organization and be that person um, to up and comers, maybe, you know, not just women, like I'd love to do it for men too, but definitely for a woman, like that's, you know, we've worked hard to get where we are. We're still working hard. Um, I think we do have sometimes a little bit of a harder path to go through. And so that's kind of what I want to be for people coming up in this industry. Wow. Well said. I, I truly <laughs> love that. And and I, I hope more women listening in, like, can, I guess, reach out to you and I'll put, I'll put your links and stuff below. Um, because yeah, like there needs to be more, more women out there kind of supporting women. I know it's like that. I know that sounds like so cliche, but it's like, we yeah. need, we need that support system, especially when they're in high school. Because yeah, like you mentioned, like you didn't really see, a lot of women figures uh, when you were kind of developing your skills through tennis um, and, and just kind of like going, going throughout school. Um, and, and I, I truly stand by, we need more, we need more women out there just yeah. kind of guiding us um, because it's, it's hard. And just having, having someone else that resembles you in some, some way, shape or form um we'll definitely build more down the line and yeah that's totally. what we need more of yeah and i think you know coming from a smaller school like we didn't ha- we don't have alum that work in sports i think that was never a world that i was even introduced to and so being that access point for people to just learn about the industry is important you know there's you don't just have to come from a power five or d1 school to make it in this industry and i think you know, those, you know, I went to a liberal arts school, like, this is kind of an industry that's not really spoken about too much, not really on purpose. It's just not a portion of what the career center always focuses on. And so coming from that kind of background, being an athlete, going a different way into sports, you know, DNI is not a talked about department enough. Um, so having that background and kind of making my way back around the way I've done, like, I think it's, my story and I love my story. Um, I'm very proud of my story, but you know, I think every woman needs to shape their own, but I like to be that person that can kind of be like, Hey, this is how I did it. It didn't make sense. And I fell into it. That doesn't, you know, that means like you could find your own way too. Um, so just kind of being that open resource for anyone that's just trying to figure it out. Cause aren't we all, I'm still am. amazing. And that's how you bring it all together. Thank you again so much, Mary, for just being on and, and being that voice for everyone out here and sharing your story. I, I really appreciate yeah, it. Of course. I appreciate the invite. To everyone that took time out of their day to listen to this episode, thank you. If you would like to be a guest on the Ricky Contract, there is a link down below to fill out a Google form. And once that is filled out, Arrangements will be made and we'll get you on the podcast. As always, if you haven't already, follow the Ricky Contract on whatever platform you listen to this. Whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. 
you know, so you don't miss an episode. Thanks again, and we hope to share some more rookie stories.